At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. Good morning. It's Oliver Fernandez. And today I have a special guest and I can't wait to share it with you. So today I have a special guest, my wife, Leah, my amazing wife. We just had a new baby girl, like I've told you before. And I wanted to share with you my special wife because she's also an entrepreneur. She loves helping people. And that's what I love most in her is like, she loves to just pour value and add value to people's lives. It doesn't matter what the price point is. She's just always looking to add value to someone's life. And she's been able to do it through entrepreneurship. So, Leah, I want to bring you on and, and, and you can introduce yourself and um, tell people who Leah Fernandez is. Hey, thank you. So happy to be here. So who am I? I mean, entrepreneur is a word. That was important to me. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but right now, an, a new mom, um, a wife, uh, family is really important to me. And then in terms of entrepreneurship, I think trying to create something for myself, trying to create something for others, not just a job, something that I'm excited to do every day. And in doing so, you know, I help other people find their place in the world, specifically in Washington, D.C., that's awesome. So I know now that you're in real estate. Um, I know your story, but if you don't mind sharing with my audience how you got into real estate, what you were doing before. Uh- yeah. So, I mean, before before real estate, I was in New York City with you. Um, I was specifically involved in advertising, digital advertising, worked at two different large firms, working with um, major clients you know, Live Nation, Pfizer, and really just lived in the digital space. And, um, you know, fast forward a few years there, loved what I was doing, loved working with the clients, really enjoyed staying on top of the evolving technology trends. Um, But frankly, I couldn't really make enough to do more than enjoy what I was doing with advertising. We had a lot of social perks. So, just started thinking what else in this advertising realm could I do to enjoy my day to day, but also make enough to enjoy life outside of work. And I wanted to start an advertising firm. Didn't know how, didn't, didn't know where to start. Um, the next best thing was becoming a sales rep because I've asked my sales reps and I had asked them and they just made so much more than I did, but still were kind of enjoying the same type of advertising technology and just social aspect of the job. So Um, meantime, you know, you had moved out of New York and started your own construction business and we had started doing some renovations in DC and you had kind of said to me, Hey, what do you think about real estate sales? Um, 
And I had already kind of pivoted to sales and already had come to terms with doing that in my mind. And our renovations and creating, I think creating homes and being able to kind of not sit in a nine to five really excited me. Um, so I said to you, well, if you can hire me at your new company and match my salary, maybe make it a little higher. Uh, I'll take that leap down to DC and I will get my real estate licenses, but this way I have some kind of way to bridge the gap. And shortly thereafter, you hit a really big job and said, yeah, come on down. So came down to DC, got my license in all three jurisdictions down here and started to hit the ground running. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as fast as a start as I thought it would be. Yeah, no, I love that. Now, you know, when, when I first became like, when I first broke out of New York city and started my entrepreneurial journey, uh, you know, I struggled a lot, like watching you in the corporate America and seeing you being so successful. And I didn't struggle because I was jealous. I just struggled because I didn't know if the route that I was taking was correct. Um, I didn't know if, if it was going to produce the fruits that I thought it was going to produce. And it, it, kind of tore me up inside because I knew I could have a corporate job. I just knew I didn't like the corporate job. And then at the same time, I I had to go out and be an entrepreneur. Now, did you, did you, when you were working, did you have like dreams of like being an entrepreneur or did you want to stay in a job or what was, what were you, what were your, what were your thoughts when you were working and you were transitioning to entrepreneurship? Well, it's funny that you say that you were out there and weren't really sure if your um, trying to start your own company was going to produce enough, right? Because I always just took the leap to entrepreneurship, believing because you did it and because you believed in me. So I think it's funny how that works. But um, when I was in advertising, I always wanted something next. It was always, how can I get to the next position? What else is out there? I always, in the back of my mind, had this idea that, I was either going to do flips and homes and get involved in that way. Cause I know, you know, we graduated away and the economy crashed and um, I was seeing all these for sale signs everywhere. And so that was always an interest to me, even back in college, architecture, design, always something that I just had like a side passion for. Um, and then I think I mentioned earlier, you know, I wanted to do advertising or events for other people. I just didn't know how, I think the how kept tripping me up instead of kind of taking that leap but finally seeing you be successful and see you hit the ground for six months tirelessly advertising your business and making connections and then getting those jobs and getting results, even though you didn't initially get the results, you know, or initially make money for that first six months, it created that belief for me where I was able to make the leap. And I really, I had so much trust in you. I, I didn't really question it. Got it. Got it. So, you made the transition down to DC. Um, you started your real estate career as an entrepreneur, and like, how was it different than your your typical job? I mean, what did you, did you what did you struggle with? Yeah, that's a great question. So I came down here and I was like, I was so pumped in a new city. We're finally living together again. Um, I loved our new apartment. Everything was great. I got my license. It was easy. I felt like this is going to be a great new start. And, and it was, 
Um, but that day-to-day, like you said, was completely different. So I didn't have a job description. I didn't go to my desk knowing what I needed to do today and for the next six months to get promoted. We didn't know that many people in D.C. Um, and I, I quickly figured out that a lot of my identity was wrapped around my job. New York City, advertising, really well-known firms, Ogilvy & Mather. I could tell that to anyone, and they there was like a sense of respect there. And I didn't have that in real estate. And at the same time, had all of my friends questioning, what are you doing? 100% commission. That's scary. Oh, you can't come to happy hour. You can't join us. You know, you're working on the weekend. So for me at the beginning, that day-to-day was challenging to just do the motion, to preview homes, to get out there, to just prepare. It's really preparing for the opportunity. And I think I felt silly at first. I felt um, I felt kind of... I felt kind of lost for that first nine months. And then, you know, we were planning for our wedding. I had half my week taken up by time like that. So for a while I thought, oh, it'll just pick up. And then I think, you know, after many conversations between us, after nine months or so, I said, this is silly. Like this needs to stop. One, I know I can be successful. And two, you want to do a deal. I mean, nobody wants to sit around and not do a deal for six months, nine months. And I knew I could do it. It was just having that belief that by putting each step in front of the next, by doing some of the things that weren't necessarily going to make a sale right away, that I'd be prepared for the opportunity when it was there. Right, right. I love that because, you know, I talk a lot about like belief on, on on the podcast and I always say like, if you don't believe in it, no one else is going to believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you're not going to move forward. If you don't believe in it, how are you supposed to ever get a client to believe in the property that you're showing them? So like, what did it take for you to start believing more and to start committing more and start taking the necessary levels of actions to actually produce results? Well, I mean, a lot of it was conversations between us and finally saying to myself, like, I can do this. I've done way harder things in corporate than this. It's not that it's hard. It's just about getting out there and putting myself out there. And once I got over that, um, I think I started realizing I haven't done a sale. It's been six months. I feel quite frankly, stupid about that. And all I need to do is get out there and then I'll be able to create the results that I want. And I said, there's no reason There's no reason to feel sad or like I'm not hitting my goals every day. It's that easy. I can just do it. (laughs) And I remember like one pretty one conversation that we had and you were kind of just like, hey, like balls in your court, you know, the opportunity is there. And I, I don't know, something just clicked. I think I was tired of being tired. I was tired of feeling like I like every day was a struggle because it wasn't. There was just so much opportunity there. And that's also the great thing about D.C. It was the city we had moved to and pinpointed as a great place to start this new career for myself. And all the opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm tired of being tired. And like you almost have to get so sick of the mediocrity and the the average average happenings that are happening in your life for you to get like, it's almost like you get pissed off for greatness. Like you get pissed off to get the result. You get pissed off and so fired up that you just produce the energy to go out there and produce the result. Because like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, I get a lot of emails and and text and, and phone calls about like, Hey, how do I do it? How do I do it? And it's like, you can just, you do it by just starting. And then once you start, you need to stay committed to start, to committed to the goal, to committed to the outcome that you've set forth. Right. That's, 
That's yeah. like the crazy thing about on, uh, entrepreneurship. It's being okay with the uncertainty and then doing it enough times where that behavior becomes a process that you're used to. And even though it's uncertain in though in like that you don't have a paycheck and that it's hundred percent commission, it really becomes certain because you know that a certain amount of actions or a certain type of actions are going to lead to the result you want. So in doing it more and more, it just reinforces it and things just kind of rolled from there. Got it. Got it. So once you got things rolling, did you keep things rolling or did you just, how did, how did you transition from like not having any business to having business yeah. So, I mean, there were different opportunities at the firm. There's other opportunities to work with other agents. Um, I had always had it in my mind that I was going to try to shadow behind someone. And, you know, I worked with a few different people in my firm and had some really great learnings there. I think that it's always worth it. And it's proved each time to really just try to add value to someone you're working with. And for real estate, that's shadowing someone, you know, I was able to pay out a certain percentage of my commission and have access to this one agent. And I felt like in six months, I was able to learn so much. Um, That was invaluable for me. And in terms of just contract mastery, being able to talk with people, being able to frame conversations, so the information was digestible, uh, that six months for me was great. And then I just took some different opportunities. You know, I think being available 24 seven for really three years. Um, anytime someone called me with a referral, I said, yes, taking opportunities from the brokerage that I was at, even though it was at a lower split, just to get out there to talk with people, to offer really great service and then do that, hoping that and knowing that they would refer friends and family to me so that the business could grow. Um, and then also relying on some of my advertising, which, you know, you had also said, Hey, there's, there's pay for play out there. Why don't we look at this? And just realizing that I needed to get more of an infrastructure for my business set up so that I could do some advertising online and take leads that were coming from people that were actively searching. So all of those things together really helped me grow year over year. Um, of course there were little bumps here and there. I mean, three years, seven days a week, it was exhausting. Um, you know, really just focus on the business and focus on growth. Um, And there were moments where, you know, I'd have a bunch of deals and, you know, maybe I wouldn't execute on something great. I would say that next year was pretty good. And then it probably took that full year to go through to really get a system in place and to find a way that I would operate and do things effectively consistently. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely empathize with that. You know, especially when you're first starting out, you're trying to do everything perfectly. You're trying to, you're trying to get off the ground and, you know, things aren't perfect. And so it does take time to build that system, that efficient system that you can consistently get clients, execute well on those clients, and then also have new clients coming in at the same time. And then you also mentioned like building up that stamina. I love that because, you know, most people come in and they're just committed for like, like a month or they're committed for a six months or they're committed for a year. But like what I was just hearing from you is like, you had to commit over the long term to, to get better over the long term. And when you commit on that level, you're able to pull yourself forward. And I love like your story about that. The other thing that I, I really appreciated what you were sharing with us is that, um, you ha- you got a mentor. Like I love that about about you that you were able to humble yourself to say to this person like, "Hey, 
you know, I want to learn from you. You have the experience that I want. You learn from this person. You use their their skills and expertise to grow your own skills and expertise. Because that's like similar to what I've done in my business. I've I had a mentor. I I I I went under his wing and I just but I was committed just like you were. Like I was committed to learning from him, committed to executing at a high level. I was committed to taking everything that he told me to do and doing it, you know? And, and it sounds like obviously you were able to do that as well and also get results. Yeah, I think it changed things for me. I mean, part of the challenge with real estate is that, you know, you can you can meet people, you can go out, you can network, you can hold open houses, even things like holding an open house. Sometimes you just don't have access to listings because like, typically you're a buyer agent first. And, you know, this agent would say, hey, every listing I have, you can sit in it. And then you'll give me a cut of clients you pick up there. But it was that consistency that allowed me to build um a, a way that I would talk with clients and a way that I would communicate my value. And it, it really just was getting out there. And then knowing in the back of my mind that I had a backstop, like I knew that I could rely on a lot of my skills from advertising. But if you haven't, you know, even agents that have been agents for 40 years say you always learn something in every transaction. And so it was being able to rely on him as a backstop. It was helpful to know that um, I didn't know everything and that there was someone there that had a proven way to do things. And really, I mean, I said six months, I could hear myself talking in a different way, analyzing contracts in a different way, talking to clients in a way where I was getting better responses. So, you know, the way I was giving the information definitely changed. Yeah. I love that. When you, especially when you're talking about like proven value, like when you have a, someone who is a mentor that has already proven their value in the marketplace, that is already getting the results that you want, it's like bu- building a f- uh, off of a foundation of like concrete. You know, like if you take the principles that they're teaching you and you imp- implement those prin- principles, then like you can execute and start getting the results that those per- people are getting. And then I also loved when you were talking about communicating value. Um, that's so important, especially in my industry. I know it's important in your industry is that if you don't communicate the value, anybody can just go anywhere and get this, the same service. So you have to be able to communicate the value, be able to frame conversations so that people understand things, be able to show like how people can get to the next level. And do you want to give like an example of how you're, you've been able to like grow in that area? Yeah, I think at first when you're a real estate agent, you know, there's so many things to learn about the contract. You want to be able to convey that to purchasers and explain all the different risks they're taking. And at first, you know, I I knew the contract, I would explain it. But when I was able to grow, I then was able to say to them, well, here's a choice you can make. Here's how the seller is going to see that choice. And here's the risk that it gives for you instead of just shooting out 20 different options in the contract really explaining to them the likelihood of an offer being accepted based on the current market. Um, Being able to explain those things in a concise way um, helped me help my clients. So I would see that people would kind of get off the fence a little quicker. And sometimes it was a decision not to purchase. I mean, my goal is obviously to have people buy and sell with me, but a lot of what I do is education. So it's just moving people to the next step. And sometimes that step is purchasing. And sometimes that step is deciding to save for another six months and that's okay. But when you have clients in limbo, um, 
then I think it's a failure on my part to explain what the next steps mean and how to get there. And so I saw my clients taking steps a lot faster. I can hear that baby crying. So we can finish our conversation with you next time. Thank you for listening to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback.